0: What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. I am your host, Bruce Irving. And today's episode is with Alex Coons. We recorded this live at the Pizza Tomorrow Summit in Orlando. I did so many interviews there. I think I was there for two days and I did eight to nine long form interviews like this one. And then I also did these mini microphone videos, which I absolutely loved. And I'm going to be doing at every single show I attend in the future because it's like 60 seconds, gets straight to the point. It's fun, it's funny, and it's something that not a lot of people do at these shows. It's a lot of boring vanilla interviews, and I like just surprising somebody and coming up to them and being like, hey, here's three or four funny questions. Let's hang out for 60 seconds, and then we're done. If you want to see those, head over to my Instagram at Smart Pizza Marketing. But today's episode is with Alex. We talk all about the memes I've been doing and why I transitioned into new content over on Smart Pizza Marketing Instagram. In the results, we talk about podcasting, we talk about networking, we talk about pizza competitions. Should you go there? Should you go to these shows and should you try to compete? And if you do, how do you make yourself as a competitor stand out against the other competitors that are there? Lots of great stuff if you're looking for all of that information on this podcast episode. Uh, And before we get into that, I just have to say we did open up some more slots for our marketing reviews. So if you are listening to this podcast and you're like, obviously you want to understand marketing, how to grow your pizza business, how to grow your social media presence and turn those into customers. I did a few before the show, marketing reviews, went over your website, your social media, gave people some tips, some strategies. kind of, I kind of look at it from the perspective of if I was running your account, not your business, it's different. But if I was running the marketing for your business, if I was in charge of your website, if I was in charge of your social media, what would I do with your information? I look at your website, this is what I would do. I look at your social media, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, this is what I would do. I look at your text message marketing, your email marketing, this is what I would do if I was you. And I give you all that information for free. There's no catch. Well, there is one catch. You got to let me record it, and then we put it out to the world. But it's not anything that's bad, right? It's all information that I'm going to give you for free based on my experience doing it for my companies, as well as hundreds of people that we worked with in the past. So if you want to get some get in on that action, you want get to get in on that action, head over to smartpizzamarketing.com forward slash marketing. It's going to bring you to our, a link to our calendar, pick a day, pick a time that works for you, and then we will set that up. Listen, this is open now. I don't know how many slots are going to be open. They tend to fill up really quickly. I can't do a thousand of these. I can only do so many. They tend to fill up really quickly. So if you are interested in getting some ideas for free about your marketing, I suggest you go over there and sign up now. And do me a favor don't sign up and then cancel. I've had a couple of people sign up, hold on to a spot, and then the day of cancel. You're out forever. I'm never gonna let you in again if that if you do that. So if you do sign up, do me a favor. Don't cancel i got to block that time off for you so if somebody else can't take it. If you can't make it, just send me an email. Easy as that. Smartpizzamarketing.com forward slash marketing. And, of course, thanks to our sponsors for the show today, pizzacloud.net. If you want to get some information about how you can never lose phone lines again. They also have a ton of AI technology that they're working on. Go to pizzacloud.net. I had a problem when we were in our pizzeria where our phone lines would go down, and we didn't know about it, and I wish we had pizza cloud because our – phone lines, our internet, our credit card services. None of that would have ever went down if I had Pizza Cloud, which I didn't, but I do now. So you should go check it out. PizzaCloud.net, your phone solution and internet backup software. Also, Mike's Hot Honey. Shout out to Mike's Hot Honey. There will be an episode with Mike that we're releasing soon over on our YouTube channel. So go subscribe to that. Great local company. I'm really happy for Mike and what he's done, starting from Pauly G's Kitchen in the pizza shop to growing the company, to what it is today with multiple different products available all over the country. It's really an inspirational story. And I talked to Mike, and I'm proud of him, and I'm glad that he's a part of the SPM family, and I'm glad to support him and him support us. So thanks to Mike. Go check it out, Mike'sHotHoney.com. You can request some samples. You can buy some. Check out your local distributor. And I've been playing around with some of Mike's Hot Honey. It works on wings. It works on pizza. It works in cocktails. We talk about that on the podcast. There's so many ways to use it. And it's a great product, and it's a great company, and a great story. Mike's Mike'sHotHoney.com. All okay, right, now let's get into the podcast. Alex Coons, welcome to the podcast. Yes, back again,
1: y'all. That's right. This is going to be fun. So you are, are you a judge over there at the competition honestly i don't know what i'm doing over there uh i was sweeping (laughs) um, i was cleaning up i'm mostly a maid (laughs) whatever brian wants me to do i i will do is brian in charge of the whole thing over there brian's running the show and he's doing a hell of a job yesterday went very smoothly
0: i mean it's a lot to organize over there you look at all the competitors and all the different competitions they have and uh there's a lot to manage
1: Yes, uh, they are doing a great job. a uh, lot less people than usually there is in, in Vegas, so maybe that's why it went so so smoothly, or maybe maybe Brian's got the uh, golden touch, but yeah. it was easily the most well- run competition I've been at, which is only like four so.
0: <laughs> That's not been a lot no. what, what did you think of the pizzas over there? So let's uh, So you own Hot Tongue Pizza I mean, you've been on the
1: podcast a few times So I'm sure people are familiar You have your own podcast couple times Check out Pie to Pie I'm going to self-promote There you go YouTube and iTunes The YouTubes, the iTunes, the Spotify's. Like, subscribe, leave a review All the stuff that Bruce says Yeah, I know It
0: gets annoying when you say that at every show But, it, you know, it, it is helpful when people... Subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. it let you know that people are listening. And- yeah,
1: and it helps, like, your ranking. Matt's always telling me, hey, you got to say these things. And I was like, I don't want to say them, but it's like.
0: The, sub- the, the reviews don't help your ranking. The velocity of subscribers helps your. Okay. So, like, how many subscribers you get in a short period of time. Yeah. That'll help your rankings. Yeah. Or listens or downloads. Not necessarily reviews. Those don't necessarily matter. So, fuck you all, the people
1: who leave one-star reviews. Yeah, what's up with that, man? Come on. Sorry, I said that a lot, but it's all good. That's how I really feel. Yeah. Well, usually those reviews have a lot more to do with that person than uh, than your show. So I always say, or pizza.
0: I don't mind getting a negative review if it's constructive. Yeah. Like if someone's left a review and like, oh, your audio is crap. Yeah. Or like, hey, do this, or I couldn't do something. But like when someone just leaves a one star review and is like, this show stinks. It's nonsense. You're like, that does not. That,
1: that's not really helpful. No, it's not helpful to anyone, and it's. Uh like I said, I think that's more of somebody maybe trying to get a reaction, or or like they're just not happy with the day that they were having. So, trying not to give those one stars meaning is best for everyone. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. So you were over there, and you we were talking about the pizza over there. Pizza was fantastic. Uh, I it's, don't think I saw. I didn't see one bad pie come out of that oven. And it's hard too because they have. What do they have? Gas. Fiora yeah, there were only Fiorifoni ovens, dome ovens. Which was interesting. Usually, there's a deck oven, maybe yeah. a Pizza Master or a Baker's Pride, but everyone was pulling out gold. I'm not gonna lie. I, I saw, I saw one shitty bake, but the ovens were kind of fucking up. So
0: I did see the guys over there from Fiore Forni kind of looking at the oven towards yeah, the end of the day. Yeah, the
1: flame kept going out in one of them, but uh, from what I know, they're great ovens. So
0: that must be stressful because I'm over here just setting up my equipment for the podcast, and like people are looking at me, and I'm stressing out, like sweating. Yeah, and I'm not making anything that people are eating must be stressful to like if the oven's not working properly and you're in a different environment to be able to create a good pizza and like have confidence in it
1: yeah well i think that the 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 person who really starts sweating is the competitor that has only 25 minutes and like the oven is off like the oven the heat floor is starting to deteriorate the heat in the oven and so that's doesn't feel fair either because when you compete like you think about all these things after your bake yeah. so it would be easy to kick yourself in the ass for the rest of the day and be like well fuck the oven wasn't working properly in, in my 25 minute whatever and then you're like ah that's why i lost but what's the criteria like what is it not just anything you want to make yeah this competition was basically like get, get wild did, did anybody did anybody make just like a plain cheese pizza? There was one plain cheese pizza, and guess what what it it won first place in its division and then it won second place overall just a plain fucking cheese I mean that's what I would vote for yeah, I mean it, really it stuck out because there was only one plain cheese. There was a couple of pepperonis, but they like did all some they did they had some ricotta or like a little sausage and and they were getting a little tricky with it, but I feel like. Sometimes, I feel like my philosophy going into a competition is, one, make something that you make at your shop, and two, don't overcomplicate things. Yeah. And really, that's, that's the secret of life.
0: When I judged one... No, I judged twice, by the way. Not once. Once in Vegas, once in Atlantic City. So in, in Vegas, I did the gluten-free division, which was wild because it was early on in the gluten-free category. Yeah. And then I did the... I think I did non-traditional or... I don't know what the difference is.
1: What's the difference between non-traditional and traditional? Non-traditional is basically go crazy and then traditional is you can use red sauce sorry red sauce cheese and uh, one other topping okay so i did that one because it was like a mixture of pepperoni
0: and uh, sauces and stuff and Uh it was just like you know what i wish people would just i don't think one person at that competition did just a plain cheese they all had to do one something on it and I was like, I wish somebody would just do a plain cheese. I feel like that would have won the competition.
1: I feel like a lot of the time, especially with pizza, it's really over to overcompensate uh, if your dough sucks, and <laughs> yeah, and and um, and maybe you know, I don't know. I, I feel like you should have a, you should be able to make a pizza with cha- sauce and cheese, and the dough should be like the 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 brightest thing in the room. Yeah, you know, that's like the thing that shines. Shitty pizza is only good because. Tomato sauce and cheese is good.
0: Yeah, so I use a... I use... Like, when I cook pizza at my house, I use just, like, a, a canned California tomato, crushed tomato. Hell I don't yeah. put anything in it. Hell yeah. Boccio Cheese, sponsored the podcast, because they give it to me. Shout out, Bacio. And then I do... Uh, there's a place down the street for me, if I don't make my own dough, so my daughter loves making sourdough. Mm-hmm. So she has it, but sometimes she's not around to make some. Yeah. There's a place down the street for me that sells their doubles. dough yeah it's really it's actually really good it's called Durham they use like a organic flour shout out Durham yeah it's a good place if you're in the Lynn area in Mass okay and people come over to my house I make them pizza and like this is this, this is this pizza is so good what do you do I'm like dude it's just not doing too much to it yeah and having good ingredients makes a great pizza
1: yeah making sure your dough is pulled out at the right time you got a good temperature on the oven and yeah. I mean it's the it's like the most it's the most complicated simple thing Right. Dough. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Dough is. Yeah. And it's like got so many variables, the heat, the humidity. Yes. Who's making it. Yes. Who's rolling it.
1: Yes. That's why like when you're in your shops, I think it's really easy to, if you're, if you own a shop and you're there every day, your pizza is probably going to be pretty fire every day. What happens though is when you grow and you start hiring people and there's more and more people. Without those processes, without those, that that policy, without that, it, it, because as an owner, sometimes it's easy to, like, you kind of know what you're doing, but you're, you're not thinking about it. You know when to take the dough out. You know when a dough ball feels good. You know all these things because it's like spider senses. Yeah. But then to put that on paper and make sure, like, that's how it is every day when you're not there, that's when shit gets really hard. That's, and that's the difference between being able to walk away from your business and take a vacation, you know, yeah. and the, sh- and the shit still come out top notch, uh, or like you feel like you have to be there all the time and you're a slave to your business.
0: Yeah. I think people too, especially if you know something really well, when you try to explain it to somebody else, you leave out things that they don't know, but you assume that they know.
1: Yeah. And I think that it's a really good learning experience too, just to, to be, to think about those things. To be like, oh man, I, I didn't know this, but I always pull out my dough four hours at least before I'm gonna even put it in the oven. Or like, I don't, you know, I, it, you know, I, there can only be six balls in a tray because if there's seven, like they, they start proofing together or, you know, like really like small stuff that can be put on a piece of paper, yeah. that can be trained because it's so easy to miss something. And the smallest thing with dough, it's not going to get it right. Even just, like, cooking a pizza, a new thing for me, I mean, I've been doing it for so long, but a new thing for me is I I never thought to just cook our pies just a little bit longer so that, like, maybe there is a bit of char, but you get a full caramelization around the crust, and, like, now it, like, no one's complained because sometimes people look and they're like, that's fucking burnt. But, like, (laughs) uh, a a well-baked piece of bread always, that, that, that extra 60 seconds is, like, fucking night and day you know what that is that's the meme i did that says people people ask for well done but
0: not burnt yeah that's what they mean yeah you just describe what they actually want
1: and i th- yeah and i think that like for the most part like a lot of people want this and don't even know that yeah. they want this and like they a lot of th- i think we should make t-shirts that say like stop eating underbaked dough because like i think i, I don't know i mean like going to places like aussie's in um in LA, shout out Chris Wallace. Like they cook, they cook it New Haven style, and it's like it's thin, it's crispy, it's charred up. I like that. Yeah, that's my favorite. That's my favorite way to cook dough. It's great pizza, and like I just other pizzerias around Los Angeles, I can see that their bake is harder, and uh, I've been doing it too. It's and, working good. Yeah, I mean, I just think I also bet bread is supposed to be baked to that high temperature. Yeah. You're supposed to get it to when it's caramelization, like caramelizing, and if your dough is proofed correctly. It won't. It's not going to burn it in that higher heat and that better bake time. So,
0: I did that with my daughter the other day. We were at home and I was making pizza and I fucked up and I just forgot it in the yeah, oven yeah, yeah. like an extra two or three minutes. And she looked at it. She's like, that, that's burnt." I'm like, "Just try it." Yeah. And then she ate it. She's like, "That's the best pizza I've ever had you make." And yeah. I'm like, "See, it's mm-hmm. a little bit well done. It looks a little burnt, but it's not. It's going to taste great. That's she, that flavor." She loved it. Yeah. Because yeah. you get like a little umami from that uh, that crispy dough. How So they take 25 minutes over there to make a pizza? What, what they takes give, them so long? They much? give
1: you 25 minutes. Oh, okay. A lot of people were like, well done. Like, they were kind of lagging on, like, even putting their... Because how long do you cook your pizza at in the oven at your place? Oh, it's like a six to eight minute bake. We cook at 623 degrees. And, I mean, the squares are much longer. Like, maybe f- like f- 12, yeah. 15, 16 minutes. And we do par-baked crust. But uh, they're they were all baking their pies in about six, seven minutes. But some of them, like... We're doing crazy ass shit there. You know, Mike from Fine Folk had tweezers out there and like, yeah, he was getting wild. This pie looked beautiful. Um, Did he win? No, he didn't win. The win winner shout out Edmonds Washington. I was raised in Shoreline, just right next door. Niles Peacock won for his pie, which was like one of the third second or third pies to go, and it was it was phenomenal. Really? Yeah. Who was on it? Uh so he had like a white base, and it was just mozzarella, Gorgonzola, uh, he had marinated dates and like just a balsamic reduction glaze. Real simple, really delicious. Huh. And his and his crust is sourdough. Uh. He, he worked with uh, Will Grant, Sourdough Willies. Also uh, Washington shout out Will Grant. I know you you guys are friends. Yeah, uh, big friends. And uh, he's been on the pod. Has he? Will Grant on yours? Yours? No, he's not been. On, I don't think he's been on my podcast. Uh, he's he was on your Facebook. He definitely was on my Facebook Shout out this guy He competed too he, Rico Slice on Broadway oh, He's been on my podcast Yeah you should get him back on Yeah Maybe we'll do another podcast Get him yeah, on Get him on he's, he's wild Hopefully he hasn't been drinking
0: Because <laughs> um, so I was looking They said they have 25 minutes And I'm like In my shop Between bake time And making I could make a cheese pizza In like 8 minutes
1: Yeah start to finish But Enough about this competition I want to talk about the memes Dude Let's do it. How the fuck are you doing it? So What's the formula? Are you using artificial intelligence? No, no what? artificial. What?
0: Definitely, I'm using my own intelligence. So there's definitely nothing artificial or high quality
1: about it. Okay. So but people want to know. I mean, they are, they are hit or do you use a program to create them? No, I do it all myself. It's all my own doing. So
0: what I do is I look for. because I worked in the pizza shop for a long time. No so doubt. It's no, not like me. yes. It's not like I'm an outsider who doesn't know anything about owning a pizzeria. I did it for 25 years of my life. Yeah. So I know the pain points of what I went through. So I always just find a video that somebody did somewhere, okay. right? And I'm like, how could I relate this to something that happened in the pizza shop? And usually I just watch a video and I'm like, oh, that I could totally do it about this. Yeah. And that's it. That's the formula. There's no formula, like no secret formula to coming up with them it's just like
1: how can i make this video relatable to the pizza guy do you run it by anybody before posting or is he like or you're just like oh i got this this is this is a banger
0: uh so i have a i have a meme channel yeah in instagram okay seriously like sometimes i've created a couple memes that are you know i don't know if i would post on my main channel yeah you know they there are shots fired on them it's a little risque <laughs> yeah huh? okay okay so i have a meme channel on instagram Yeah. And I'll throw it in there, and I'll see what the reaction is. Okay. And if, like, 100 people view it, and it's less than, like, 30 or 40 reactions, yeah, I probably won't post it. Okay. Because that's, like, either not funny enough or not relatable enough. Yeah. But I don't – it's just me. I don't post it by anybody else. If I think it's funny – sometimes I'll look at my own meme for, like – I have some of the drafts that I just go back and look at, and I just crack myself up looking at them. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's all I do. It's just hilarious. That's usually when you know it's good. If I can look at a meme, sometimes I go back and look at my old ones, and I'm like, it still cracks me up because I'm like, I remember that point in my life when I was doing that.
1: Yeah, well, it's they're good because it's just like some of them just resonate so hard. It's like they're so funny, it's almost sad. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I did get a couple. Like, so when I I that's too real, dude. Yeah.
0: When I was first doing it, I got a couple people who messaged me. And they're like, I don't like the new content you're doing. And I'm like, I'm sorry. And they're like, you know, it's not positive. It's not. And I'm not trying to be negative with the memes. It's just trying to be funny, right? Yeah. And I looked at what we were doing on Instagram and I was like, all right, the point of doing a podcast, because you know that, is to get as many people aware of it as possible. And social media is a tool to get people aware of your podcast. And if you're posting things on Instagram that's not getting reach or reaction, you're not doing your job as someone who creates content or owns a business, right? Yeah. So that was happening. I was posting like clips from the podcast and it would be okay with a few people, but it wasn't reaching more people than even came close to following me. So once I started to do these memes, I'm like, I gotta mix it up. Instagram's not working for me. I started to do these memes. I did one and it really kind of went pretty viral. It was like the, the singer. Who's the singer when it was hot? It was like one of those memes. It's like... James Brown? James Brown, yeah. yeah. Uh, Pizza shop owners in the... And it went like viral. Yeah. It got like a a million views. And I'm like, all right, maybe I'll do another one. So then I did another one. It did pretty well. And then I noticed that if I do these types of content, people who don't know what we do have been discovering us. So the ratio of people who are upset about it versus people who find us because of those is higher. So to me, that's a
1: win. Well, does it does it translate to like new listeners? Because like sometimes those memes are so funny that like you don't ha- you could have you could have worked in a pizzeria, yeah, you know, definitely to, to, to understand them. But maybe like that's not somebody that's going to come to SPM and listen to a podcast. So here's how it works. I
0: look at if you look at stories, my stories. Yeah. I, I generally am doing more of what I used to do in the feed in the stories. Yeah, so I'll post a meme. It'll reach people who don't follow me. They may give me a follow. Yeah. Then I see them view the stories, and then I can kind of vert them to, if they are interested in about that, do it. If not, I don't care. Like, yeah. if you're not interested in listening to the podcast and you happen to find me from a meme, what do I care? Yeah. But if I post content on there that no one's really seeing, what's the point?
1: Yeah. I'm just wasting time. Yeah. I mean, it's... The beats community is pretty niche. Definitely. You know? So you're you're only... I mean... You have 21,000 followers.
0: That's yeah. A,
1: that's, a, that's a pretty solid reach. I mean, the algorithm is probably blocking a lot of those those people, but, uh, you know.
0: I don't have my phone on me right now, but I would open up my Instagram and show you the, the details. Like, if you look at the graph yeah. on my no, Instagram. No, I think you posted it. It was like... yeah, Exploded. Yeah. For reach. I reach, like, 300,000 people a week. Have more people been tuning into the podcast definitely or, or, I've seen, hit, or hitting def- you up? Yeah. I've definitely seen a... Uh, you know how many people from th- at this show right now came over to me here, and they're like, "I follow you on Instagram." I'm like, "Oh, do you, sh- do you listen to the podcast?" Like, "Oh, you have a podcast," but they See recognize yeah. you from Instagram. Well, so.
1: yeah, you're, you're well because you become like this meme lord. But it's like an, a slow.
0: To me, it's a long game, so it's a slow progression. If yes. you find me on Instagram and follow me, eventually, if you work in or own or want to own a pizzeria, I'm gonna get you to know that this
1: podcast. Yeah,
0: if you follow me, yeah. But if I, you never know I exist on Instagram, it's never going to happen.
1: Yeah, what I've noticed is there's definitely just owners and operators out there that podcasts aren't for them, too. Totally. Like, that's why you got to do YouTube. Yeah. There's like, this is a, this is like a, a lot of variables. Well, I think the thing that's been like most rewarding doing a podcast is like, and I remember sending a message to you or like talking to you and being like, man, like what you do is so great for the industry because you get to listen to people's stories. And like they're, the main reason I wanted to start a podcast selfishly was to to be able to meet these people and create a network and a community. yeah. And like, and have these people that I could like reach out and text because like being a business owner can be really lonely. Totally. You know what I mean? And like you're dealing with all these things and sometimes it's just helpful to hear that other people are struggling too. Yep. And you know, like your podcast has has always been like a, a channel to to kind of hear those stories and like you know listen to people h- how to better do things and like you know and then obviously i i want i wanted to help i want to be part of that you yeah. know what i mean i and- mean there's a
0: lot of there's there's no need for like one podcast like cuz your podcast is different than mine yeah no doubt you, you could interview the same people that i interview in my the, my style or what the questions that I ask or how I run the show is gonna be different than you. Yeah, of course. And it's gonna be, you could listen to the same guests on your podcast and mine and learn something different.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I'm like, I, I listen to your podcast, I listen to Idris, I listen to, God, uh, what's the dude from uh, Steve Dolinsky's podcast? Yeah. You know, I, I'm a dude who's gonna eat up as much information as possible. You know, like I'm going to I'm I'm going out. I'm definitely somebody who doesn't know at all. I listen to podcasts. I don't listen to any pizza podcasts. Yeah. Well, I think I don't know if I would either if I didn't own a shop. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah, the
0: reason I don't is because it's not that I I like pizza, but I don't want to be I don't want to be I want to like I don't want somebody to come up to me and be like, oh, you did that podcast with that guy because you heard it on that show. I want to do my own thing like and be like, all right, I ask my own questions. I don't want to be swayed in any way. Just like I don't do any research
1: really on the guest before they come on because yeah. I want to be curious. So that's one thing I do. I mean, I do like I'm like doing three hours or four hours of of research and I'm trying. And that's changed from the beginning. We were just going to have this like 15 minute thing where yeah. I got a buzzer and it, it just wasn't <laughs> as, it wasn't as natural as yeah. when the conversations became more and more about that specific owner yeah and i think that that's been like really humbling too just for running it myself and being in a pizzeria when i go out and i like do research yes about other people and find out their journey that way i can sit down and like i can know what i'm kind of like talking about i think that they're i I like that they're both ways are gonna get different results It's you know what i mean everybody's different too it depends on what
0: kind of person you are like i'm I have a short attention span. I have ADD, ADHD, whatever it's called. And I couldn't sit there and research for three hours. Plus, I know me. If I know all about you before you come on the podcast, I'm not going to ask questions that the guy who ran a pizzeria shop, me, 10 years ago would ask. Yeah. So if I don't know, I'm like, all right, that's why my show is kind of more business oriented than like pizza oriented. Yeah. It's like, how did you do this? Because those are the things that I wanted to know when I was running. Like, how did, We had a hard time finding employees. How did you do that? Yeah. How did you manage two shops? Like, We had two shops and it was a struggle. Yeah. It was always kind of one of us in one shop most of the time. Yeah. So those are the questions that I wanted to know. So that's my angle.
1: Yeah. But- it's hard to research that anyway. Like how do you research that? Well, some, I mean, what makes it tough sometimes is like, I've had a few guests where there's nothing on the internet about them. And so it's like, <laughs> holy shit, what are we going to talk about? Because right. my thing, you, you know, yours is very free flowing. You don't come prepare with questions. Like Zero. I, try, I try to have like 15 questions yeah. and like maybe three or four of them is something I ask everybody. Yeah. And then like, there's seven questions specific to this person's journey. Yeah. And if I can't find seven questions, it's like, well, fuck, like what? What am I going to do For 45 minutes But it, it's always worked out You'll get better though Yeah I was like that in the beginning Like how long have you been How many podcasts have you done Well
0: 30 so, or, yeah. well
1: 29
0: When you get to 100 Yeah That's when you I, It sounds like a ton But it's really not a lot Yeah When you get to like 100 podcasts You find your flow Yeah. And you know, like, I could show up at a podcast tomorrow, not know anything about the guest. Yeah. And have a 45-minute conversation with them. Yeah. But I've done 1,000 podcasts. Yeah. Literally 1,000 episodes of a podcast at some point. So in the first 20,
1: I don't even know if they're on the internet anymore. I may have deleted them. Uh, If I did it, I'm done now. I just interviewed James and Tom from Pizza Pilgrims. Yeah. And you interviewed James over the phone in, like, 2016. Yeah, and I think I, it was, like, Skype or something. Yeah, I, like, re-listened to it, and, it like, the quality is bad, but, I mean, like, the, I, I, I used that for some of my research, so, yeah, like, it was, it was horrible. A, it was a,
0: it, but it was a good interview. The, the, maybe the conversation was good, but the audio was terrible. Yeah. It's but, hard, you know, like, you do, see, I think you're smart for doing the podcast in person, because it takes that element of control out. The one fear that I have it before every podcast is, like, what kind of environment is this guest going to be in before... Yeah. We interview. So now what I do is I just send them an email. Say, hey, listen, these are the instructions. This is the headset that... If you have no headset, this is the headset you should use. It's 20 bucks on Amazon. Yeah. Our podcast is in two weeks. Buy this. Yep. If you can't afford it, let me know. I'll buy it for you. Yeah. And
1: I'll mail it to you. But that'll create a better podcast. Yeah.
0: But yeah. you do it in person, so you're good. Quality. Yeah. Yeah, and
1: I think that it's important for me and Matt to, like, we have cameras here. You can make a quick soundbite. You can, you know, and throw it up on Instagram. I think visually you know, people it's easy, especially like for something like this, we're talking about people that find you. Yeah. You know, when you post those quick clips, it's like, Oh, what else does this dude do? Right. You know, how it's, do you, how do you do your clips? Do you have a guy that does that for you? Uh, shout out Matt Polizzi. He's my partner, media partner. Uh, he helps with all the consulting and stuff that I do. And he does graphics and, and all the video and sound. But I mean, like he's the, the genius behind like finding funny things chopping them up, yeah. editing them, and then putting them on the internet. I mean, he's I, – I, I wouldn't be able to do this with, if it wasn't for Matt.
0: You should check this this tool out. It's an app. It's called – it's on a website. It's called Opus Clip. Yeah. O-P-U-S. You you take a YouTube video or a, a video yeah. and you upload it, and it uses AI. He might use that shit. Yeah, yeah he I'm might. Like, he yeah. maybe does. It yeah. uses AI to, like, go through your video and find the nuggets. And then it'll also add the
1: captions and, like... Yeah, can you be, like, search for something funny? You could ask I think it is, you, yeah. we we Me and Matt love artificial intelligence. Yeah, it's great. I it, love it, AI. I
0: use that with all my clips. I probably have... For me, so, for each podcast, there's probably 20 clips yeah. that you could use. Now, not everyone is great, but then you can kind of go... It's a starting point, right? Like, yeah. you go and then you'd be like, all right, this conversation needed to start 10 seconds earlier. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's a great AI. It's, like, so much... When I first started the podcast, it was none of that shit. Like, I... You can get show notes now. You just upload your audio, and it like lists out the show notes. It yeah. lists out the ten titles you should use. It yeah. lists out an Instagram ca- caption for you. It's, it's so great it's to, to find easy. all those. Yeah. Everyone,
1: go start a podcast.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I wish everybody would start a podcast. I feel like hard. people would appreciate it more if they did.
1: Yeah, well, I was telling you, it's like a twelve-hour. It's a twelve-hour. Uh, it takes 12 hours to make our podcast at the at the least, and is that
0: because you use video?
1: It's because we use video. Is There's that like editing, editing the clips and all that and stuff? Yeah, setting up and going to these places yeah. and talking, and then you know, it's a lot of work. But it's a, like I said, it's it's so much fun to to talk to these people in person and and meet them and and you who's know. the
0: best guest you've had on so far or oh your my, favorite?
1: Oh my, I know God. it's going to be hard to say. Uh, honestly, every single person i've talked to i've literally taken away something back either like in my life or to the shop and it's been incredibly inspiring my, my last conversation i'm just gonna but that's the easiest one yeah with Pizza pilgrims was like very eye opening it's got me thinking about some things that I had never thought about maybe selling some or looking for investors and selling some equity and like really the way to grow they have twenty five units the biggest pizza chain in in um uk right in the uk and they basically were like we wouldn't use our own money and that like if it wasn't for other people we wouldn't know how to have done this and it's it was eye-opening to think about maybe i'm hitting my ceiling of like all the things i can do i think i can make logos I i think i can do great social media i think i can cook food i can do all these things but i think to take it to the next level i need to start looking I need to look look at some other help for, for the business-wise. So that was a huge takeaway for me recently. Yeah. But there's nuggets in every single episode. Did that episode out? Is that episode out? Comes out tomorrow. Okay. Now, did you...
0: So... How do you find that person to help you grow like that, like an investor kind of? Well, person. that's a
1: great question. Maybe those were questions I had off camera. Those are questions I'm asking now. I'm reaching out to like the network of people that I have. You know, I and then people are like, you can you can find some buddy in Los Angeles that's going to be like, yeah, we'll throw money at that, but like.
0: That's uh, it, though, right? But like, that's
1: it, yeah. But that's not what I want. I would want, I would want somebody that wants to throw money at it and invest in the company. You know, like if help I, you yeah, grow. Like let's let's do this together. Let's. He told they. You know, I, I I probably can't say too much about like how much a share of what they. What, they're early investors. They don't listen to this, show. <laughs> they're early investors. Maybe had put in $10,000, and now that $10,000 is with $250,000. Yeah. And by the time they, they're at 50 units, which will happen, that is going to be close to a million dollars. And so it's like, I don't think I want Hot Tongue Concept to be you know 50 units, but maybe if I found the right person, maybe I could think bigger. And I think that's what we do sometimes, is we think too small. We think that, oh, I can only do this much. And you, you start you self-talk yourself out of situations and I'm trying not to do that because you know shoot for the stars and land on the moon so maybe I could do 50 with the right uh, the right person and the right money because at the end of the day the concept is there the pizza is there my sales are there it's just finding somebody to believe in me as a founder what do you need the most help with money financially and then like really how to grow you know what I mean like I think you know creating a an HR program yeah. and 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 really like somebody that knows real estate and and business much better than I do like and and things outside of the box that maybe I haven't thought of um, and, and helping with that growth going to the right neighborhoods
0: is this your first business that you've outright owned for 100% in yes okay so so you're looking for someone who has you need someone who has money but then has been around multiple businesses that has yes. has grown locations that says, all right, this is what I did to get from 10 to 20 or one to 10.
1: 10. 100%. Yeah. Those are, those aren't, everything is outable, That's what I always say. Yeah, no doubt. I want to talk about this book. that's called Doing the Impossible. And they had this exercise where it's like, hey, if you could do anything in your life, write it down. Okay. So I write it down and it's like, this is all the things that I would want in my life. And then in the next, the next chapter or the next line, it says, all right, now times that by 10. And it was like, oh shit, okay. Yeah. Well, this is. I just wrote down everything I wanted. Well, I'll, I'll go, I'll do that by t- 10, ten, ten, ten by ten, and so I do that, and I was like, oh, that's really interesting. And then it, it says do that by a hundred, and so it was like a really interesting exercise because it, it, you really have to think about like what you want. Yeah. And 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 you have to be truthful about like how how or what is attainable. And that exercise in itself was like holy shit, like. Why do I say that? Like I can obviously, money and all these things that keep us down, and that you you, you know, sometimes it feels impossible. Yeah. But you can't do the impossible if you don't believe you can do it. Very true. And so it was it was a powerful exercise, and I think that uh,
0: everyone should try it. I think there was a, a saying somebody said, and I know I'm a, I'm a probably butcher this and not give them credit, so that's two X's. It's like people underestimate what they can do in a year, and they overestimate what they can do in a week. 100%. So like they think they can do way more in a week than they can, and they get down on themselves because they didn't accomplish what they thought they could, but yeah. they underestimate what they can do in a week, I mean a year. So it's like if you have a goal, don't make a goal for a week. It's good to have a goal, but like you don't underestimate what a year can give you. If you did a podcast for a week, you're going to be like, all right, I got one episode done. But well, it'd be like a
1: year, that's 52 I mean, it's all patience. I think that's the thing is like doing the impossible takes patience. It takes hard work. It takes drive. It takes waking up every day and not getting the results that you want, failing, falling on your face, having zero, having zero dollars in your bank account, crying, trying to figure out like how the fuck, what the fuck am I doing wrong and, and just sticking to knowing that there's, you're going to wake up one day and you are going to have put that work in. And it it will have worked out. Yeah. And it, and it's about not losing hope. I like that. We should end it there. Yeah, I have to because I think I have something to sweep over at the uh, <laughs> you have competition some floor. You have some babies. You yeah, have over some, it. I got to get in the corner over there. Uh, where can nobody we, puts baby in the corner?
0: <laughs> where can people go uh, check out? I have some people to go ask how much money they make too of my little dude. I microphone. I gotta see that <laughs>
1: that 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 segment. Also, I do I the one thing I did steal from Bruce is at the end of every podcast I go. Where do we go to, uh, to get in touch? Yeah, so there you go. So he just asked me. Where do we go? We go to Hot Tongue Pizza. Uh, at Hot Tongue Pizza, you can hit me up there. You can hit me at AK Consulting if you need any help with your team. Like I've said all the time, I don't know anything at all. It's funny to have a consultant say shit like that. But I'm learning. I'll learn with you. <laughs> uh, 17 years of experience, and I'm still figuring it out. Uh, and where else can you hit me up? Oh, pie pie on Instagram. You can hit us up there. What uh, If you search, what's like, if you said
0: someone, I have a podcast, what should they search on iTunes or
1: Spotify? Pie, oh, Pie to Pie. Pie okay. to Pie, a pizza maker's podcast. Check it out. We've had uh, we've had some of the same guests that Bruce has had. Bruce is a, a huge inspiration to me. Uh, still is. Thank you, Bruce. I always love having you on the podcast. I really all- appreciate it. Ever being on this podcast, yeah, man, it makes it you make my
0: life easy as a podcast host because it's like natural, fun conversation. Not that every podcast guest is not fun, but some are harder than others.
1: Yeah, well, I've gotten to know you. I feel yeah. like we're friends. Yeah, for sure. I got the SPM hat hanging in my office. I love it. I put it on when I do my research, and I go, I'm gonna, I'm gonna attack this like Bruce. I can't make a meme like Bruce. This you can, the meme lord, ladies and gentlemen, Bruce Irving, Alex Coons, everybody, thank you, Alex. Thank you, dude.
0: Thank you very much for tuning into the podcast. I really appreciate it. Thanks to Alex for joining me and everybody who joined me at the Pizza Tomorrow Summit. Looking forward to going to, dare I say it, the expo, possibly, in March, doing some interviews. If I do go, I'm on the fence. I'm Right now, I'm 50-50. If you asked me three months ago, I would have been zero, 100% not going. After doing this last Pizza Summit in doing these interviews live and then doing the mini microphone interviews and hanging out I'm 50/50. So I may go. And if I do, I'll be at the Fiero booth doing some interviews, so stop by and say hello. Let me know if you're going. Hit me up on Instagram. If you've made it this far in the podcast, do me a favor. Hit me up on Instagram, shoot me a message, let me know if I should go to the Pizza Expo. If they even let me in. Who knows. Thanks to Alex. Appreciate you guys. If you haven't yet, go check out our Instagram Smart Pizza Marketing the show notes over at smartpizzamarketing.com and everything else we have over there for you. Thank you so much for
1: tuning in. We'll see you next time.